Hi, I'm Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park stand-up meeting podcast. Every week, we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do next week. And I'm joined by David Fox. Hey there. And Gary Winnick. Hey. So let's start with David. David, what did you do last week, and what are you doing next week? Well, continue adding some more animations, and Ron actually told me how to use the animation tool I mentioned last podcast, and hey, it's actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you I, I guess you were looking at that tool as it was just a viewer. Yeah. Not that you can you can actually do things in it. You can actually move layers around. Now I've actually found a whole bunch of little issues with a bunch of the animations we've already done where, where you can't really notice it too well, but now when you say single step, it can see it, you know, a head in the wrong place or things like that. Um, so I fixed a bunch of old ones, added some new ones, um, mostly working on a couple big cutscenes that end act one, waiting for Ron to add some dialogue to one of them, and now, now working on the, the final cutscene at the end of that act, which is fun. Next week, finishing that, or the, actually this week, I'm continuing to work on those. Also, been getting a lot of icons for new objects for some flashback scenes and for the mansion, adding those in and wiring them up and talking to Mark Ferrari about specifics on what he should do for the rooms of the mansion, which is what he's working on right now. And that's about it. Okay. Gary? Okay, so actually I've been working on a lot of the pieces of things that David's been wiring up. So I've been working on animated characters and a lot of icons as well. Um, that's all coming along. I mean, I will say one thing. I may have mentioned this before. I think in a drawing, like I'm going to say 50 different kinds of pieces of paper is really a challenge because you're sort of working in this little 24 by, you know, 30 area or whatever it is. And I'm sitting there like drawing. I'm not going to give anything away by, the, by this, but, you know, you're drawing a receipt versus a note versus a canceled check and trying to make all those things look unique and different. And that's kind of a challenge because when you sort of look at all of those things next to each other, you want to make sure that they're different enough that a player can sort of discern what they have in their inventory. So that's been sort of a challenge this week for me. It's really hard, Gary, to read the writing on those. I think you should do better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and a different font. Can you use like a when you when you're doing the text on those icons? Can you do like a sans serif font? Yeah, and and on top of that, Ron likes me to draw icons at like angles as opposed to straight on, <laughs> so that also helps the problem. But yeah, coming along, figuring it out. It's there's only so many pixels. Actually, it's interesting. There's only so many ways you can arrange pixels on a grid, but yet it feels like there's there's obviously infinite variations of that when you're trying to do little things that look like writing. So. Uh, it's kind of been a challenge, but I'm enjoying it. And that's about it right now. I was just, I'm actually, I'm just computing uh, how many arrangements there are for pixels oh, you on, are. on the grid. Yeah. And all the different colors. Yeah. And all the different colors. If you have a, if you have a 16 by 32, um, you have a 16 by 32. This is where my math skills are. Leave gonna... it to one of you guys to waste your time <laughs> doing that. First of all, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's around 130 million icons. Okay, well, so I don't, you know, I don't know what you're complaining about, Gary. So if we had like, you know, what what would it be like, five thousand monkeys working in yeah, yeah. shop, you know, in, in an icon grid, we would end up with all the, you know, one of them would write War and Peace or something like that. <laughs> yeah, War and War and Peace on a on a 16 by 32 icon, <laughs> something like that. Le okay, leave that. it to the monkeys to figure well, we'll that have... out have Ron create a website and let people vote on which of these, you know, 130 million icons or whatever look closest to a key 
Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't need idea. me. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Just get rid of me and Mark and Octavia all together. We could just replace us with a bunch of circus monkeys. We just need an <laughs> infinite amount of circus monkeys. And, you know, that would just solve the problem. Yeah. Pro programmers, programmers can do most everything. Yeah. Just solve that problem. All right. Is that it? Uh, did you, you? Do you turn on? Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering if you were done. Uh, yeah. I think I'm done. Okay. Uh, last week, I spent most of the week, uh, pretty much all of the week, rebuilding the website. So that we have a, we actually have a real website, thumbleweedpark.com now, which is separate from the blog, but we actually have a real website. So I spent a week getting that uh, all put together, and I'll probably spend, I'll, I'll dabble over the next couple of weeks and get the, the blog site updated so it has the same look and feel as the main site. But that was pretty much my week. Uh, my week last week was just doing stuff like that, and I fixed a couple of you know impromptu bugs that uh, David had come up with. We have a new tester on the project. It's uh, not just Robert anymore. There's another person that will be testing. So that's good. And it's interesting to see the new bugs coming in because it kind of shows you how, you know, how, how in a rut you can get with stuff that, you know, a lot of the new bugs are coming in or things we just, we just did not see, you know, even though we've been playing the game over and over and over again. So it's, it's a good reason you need a lot of different testers on something because people just approach things, uh, you know, approach things a little bit differently. Yeah. If you have a screen with a phone with buttons on it, why would you ever want to click outside the phone? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was an interesting bug that if you clicked off the phone pad, the game crashed. It's like no one had just ever done that before. That's, a, that's not a bug. That's a feature. You want to just close the game, click outside the phone pad. Yeah, click outside the phone, right? It's instant quit. That's what it is. Yeah. Just dress that up a little bit. Well, it's possible that happened to me, but for me, it, it wasn't a crash. It might have just been more of a warning or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's possible. Actually, that I mean, what it probably is, is that error that it was giving us, it was causing the game to crash, probably wasn't an actual error um, up until maybe a month ago. It was probably just a warning that just flew by and no one noticed. And I think a month ago when the when the lockbox stuff was all rewritten, um, it became an actual error. So I think that's I think that's probably why that one bug. I'm sure I'm sure there's code that I wrote six months ago that's not gonna work now because the, you know things have changed. In fact, there was something we were talking about that would cause that to break with selected actors. Yeah, it used to be that you could select any actor in the game to be the selected actor, and now you can only select one of the five possible ones. So I think you were doing some stuff, selecting an actor and then walking them around during cutscenes because it was right. easier right. To, do, to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that stuff definitely would have broken. Uh, let's see. I know Jen is off working on the Franklin flashback, and uh, Octavia is working on the art the hotel so i think we have i mean the getting the mansion the hotel done are two big areas so it'll be nice to nice to get those done hopefully you know by the middle of february those should all be completely done i mean they feel like they're coming along i mean i feel like we've made a lot of progress in the last week part of that might be just the fact that you redid the uh, website and we've been sitting there looking at the same website ever since we did this so i think it really was a dramatic difference when i like you know logged on and and access the website and saw what you did i was like whoa this is really nice yeah it's, it's like a real game now not some weird student project got that weird you got that parallaxing you know graphic when you first get onto the website which is kind of neat yeah i do notice though that it really does uh kill the frame rate on on some mobile devices having that parallaxing i think i may turn that parallaxing off on certain mobile devices i know some it works but but others it's really slow on so 
that is something I may need to do with the website. And then I wanted to get the voicemail stuff out last week, um, but I didn't. So I'm really hoping to get the voicemail stuff sent out, uh, sent out next week. And I think the big thing for me next week is to finally get the Windows build uh, into test. Uh, Malcolm has been doing a bunch of work on the Windows build. It's kind of just overflow stuff from his Xbox work. And I'd really like to get that into test because the Windows build, I mean, although we've played it a couple of times, it really hasn't been in test yet. And I I worry that a lot of stuff is going to fall out when that happens. So that is like probably my number one goal uh, by the end of the week is to get the Windows build into test. So is that it? Is that all we have? I think so. I think so too. Anyone see any good movies lately? Uh, I watched The Martian on uh, pay-per-view last night. I thought it was pretty good. The Martian. Oh, yeah, the the new one? Yeah, the yeah, new one yeah. with uh, Ridley Scott, uh, uh, Matt Damon, Epic. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. I saw the I saw the Reverend the last night. Oh, I hear that's really good. It's it's you know it it is it's a really good movie, but it's an exhausting movie. Yeah, it's like I left the theater exhausted. Yeah, and probably cold too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I've spent a lot of my time like out in the wilderness, up in snow, and you know hiking around and stuff. And and I am gonna kind of call bullshit on a bunch of stuff in that movie. I don't think you could fall in the water, in the freezing water, and get out of the water and not have a way to immediately heat yourself up. I think you'll probably die. And not for that long. Yeah, I mean, there. there so there were a couple of scenes like that where I kind of thought, wow, I just, I don't believe that. But other than that, I thought it was an excellent movie. And, you know, the thing I didn't know going into it, I only learned afterwards, was the same guy that directed Birdman directed that movie. The, the interesting thing talking about, you know, uh, realistic realism in, in whatever you're watching is I was watch when I was watching the Martian last night, my son, who's like, you know, wastes a whole bunch of time with stuff like this is talking about Mars and going, well, you can't have a windstorm like that on Mars. There's not sufficient, you know, air pressure to do this or that or whatever. And, I'm going, and it's like, look it up. And then there's like this list of stuff that's inaccurate about the Martian. And the number one thing that's inaccurate is you can't have a windstorm like that on Mars. So not, not enough, not enough oxygen or not, I, not enough atmosphere to I, create I guess, force. I, I, well, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I'd, you know, I'd watch Star Trek and my dad was in the room and, you know, my dad was a physicist and he would constantly be commenting on the stupid stuff in Star Trek. So, well, actually, when, when, you know, since we, in Zach, we have these, you know, co-eds and Zach go up to Mar Mars and I actually did research and talked to some NASA guys to find out whether it'd be possible to survive with a wetsuit and a fishbowl. Duct tape to your thing in it with an oxygen tank. And he said, yeah, sure. It sounds like you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's, NASA guy said, yes. Yeah, so it's authentic. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, I will see you guys later. Yeah, you know, I looked for it. Was like it was a couple of years ago. I was trying. I wanted to watch that movie, and it was just nowhere. What? What? What was that? Red Rock West. Red Rock West. Red Rock West. Red Rock. Like like Red, West. Red Rock Quest. West. Oh. Red Rock West. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's kind of you know modern film noir. <laughs>